Hello again, everybody. Welcome in to another podcast, a Weber State Wildcat podcast with Weber State Athletic Director Jerry Bovey. I am Paul Grew, Director of Athletic Communications here at Weber State. Jerry, good to be back again. We're going to commit to doing these again more throughout the summer. And today we have a special guest, uh, the first ever Weber State student athlete to join us. Yeah, we're excited about this. Uh, this is a, it's a bittersweet time for us. Whenever uh, you get attached to your student athletes when they come in and you see the growth, and uh, we're excited to, I'll let you tell who, uh, who we're, I mean, you can well, roll it out. We this will. It's going to take a minute to say what uh, what he's accomplished. Jeremy Senglin, thanks for joining us today. Yes, sir. Thanks, okay, so it's going to take me a few minutes to read through everything yeah, that he's done yeah. because he has had such an incredible career. Just to sum it up real quick, he finished his career here just this uh, this last uh, week uh, against uh, in the in the for the men's basketball team and became Weber State's all-time leading scorer, breaking a record that was held for 37 years. He also became the Big Sky's career leader in three-pointers. He uh, ranks in the top 10 in 12 different categories at Weber State, which is probably the only athlete to do that, which is really incredible. We're going to get into all that, but. He played in 124 career games, the fifth most in school history, and he started 123 games, the most ever by a Wildcat. Finished the career ranking first in three-point field goal attempts, second in field goals, three-point field goals made and attempted, third in career assists, fourth in career three-point percentage, fifth in career free throws attempted, sixth in career field goals made, and eighth in steals. Is that enough? Does that sound up? Uh, yeah. I didn't know all that. <laughs> that was cool. It's pretty cool. impressive. And for me personally, I have the opportunity to kind of sit through and look at all these records and go through all this every week. And I just, it's one thing that I really um, love to do is, is to learn more about this and, and to see what you have accomplished. It really is remarkable. And, you know, you said this, and Coach Ray said this here the last little bit, that it maybe it hasn't sunk in, but maybe down the line, maybe even 37 years down the line, it might sink in of what you really accomplished here. Yeah, I mean, I mean, throughout the year, I didn't really look at you know all the you know records I was about to break and everything, and because you know that would get in your head in the, yeah. in the wrong way. Yeah. So, yeah, like it hasn't sunk in at all. I mean, hearing that, that's crazy, and that's that's a lot of accomplishments, and I'm grateful and blessed for all that, but uh, it hasn't really hit me yet. So today we're going to have a little fun. We're just going to tell some tell some stories, some memories that you have here at Weber State. Okay. And we'll go back to where it started. Uh, you come out of Arlington, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember when you first heard about Weber State? Um, the first time I heard about Weber State, I seen Weber State on TV, actually. I remember uh, in high school, it was in some tournament. I mean, I don't remember exactly. But the first time I saw Weber State was at uh, a tournament in DeSoto. And it, Coach Phil was there with, uh, and I saw you know that we were standing on the shirt, mm-hmm. and I remember I was like, oh, "Where's that at?" You yeah, know, didn't know anything about it. Just thinking, and that was the first time I remember you know recognizing Weber State. Mm-hmm. Pretty remarkable. Yeah. It from, really from, is from that to yeah. what he has done. It now. really is. So yeah. from that, w- when did it become? I mean, Coach Coach Phil was the first one to ever reach yeah, out to you. Yeah. Yes, so as you began to learn more about Weber State, you came on campus for a visit and mm-hmm. kind of started to see, hey, this is a place that really loves its yeah. basketball. Yeah. That I mean, yeah, coming here, you know, in Utah, I never, and coming from Texas, you know, I, I didn't hear a lot about Utah, but actually coming here, you know, the, the mountains, everything's beautiful. My parents loved it, of course, and uh, yeah, the school, seeing that, the you know, the basketball atmosphere, the stadium's mm-hmm. amazing, it's, it's yeah. really beautiful, so uh, once I saw all that, I was like, okay, this is more than, you know, than what I was thinking. Just another place. Yeah, it's, it's more than yeah. just another place, and it beat out all the schools. I mean, not trying to down Texas or anything, but in Texas. So, yeah, you know, I really loved it a lot. So if you hadn't come to Weber State, where would you have gone? Uh, I get that question a lot. And um, my top, my final three uh, choices, you know, for recruiting was I had, uh, other than Weber State, I had Tulane, which is in New Orleans. Um, 
Louisiana. Uh, who else? Oh, Boise State. I had Boise State down. And I was on TCU for a while, too. So. And you made visits to which campuses did I you made, make visits uh, to? I made official visits only to Weber State and Tulane. And I was supposed to have one to Boise State. But uh, I dropped that so I could commit here. Yeah. And uh, I had a visit to unofficials because they're close to my house, to Tulsa and North Texas and TCU. So talk a little bit about the recruiting experience and, and what, what were the things that appealed to you? You know, it's a big decision in your mm-hmm. life at that time. You know, it's the first time you're going to be away from home yeah. on an extended period of time in your life. What were the things that, that as you went through the process that hit you about, mm-hmm. you know, your decision to come here? Yeah, well, my first decision was, I mean, this is my was my personal uh, opinion and what I was thinking was I didn't want to be, I didn't want to go to school anywhere near home. I mean, some kids, you know, they want to stay close to home and some kids want to go away. And I, I was one of those that wanted to, you know, go away from home for some reason. I mean, not saying I hated home or anything. I just wanted a different experience. Yeah, just to be out on your own. Yeah. And kind of get away from Get away, yeah. yeah. And learn how to do stuff on my own, you know, cook, all that stuff. You learn all that when you're away. And um, another thing, you know, is I was thinking whoever was, you know, on me, you know, Weber State did a great job recruiting me because, you know, they didn't lie to me. Coach Ray, when I talked to him, he told me, you know, he was the realest coach out of every coach that was recruiting me, and that was the main reason why I came here. And, um, you know, you just show love. I remember I came on visit, you showed me a lot of love. And, and, you know, a lot of people think that's, you know, every school does that, but, you know, you can't take that for granted because it's not like that everywhere. Interesting. Now, you knew Joe Ballenboy. You played AAU ball with him, right? And he was a year ahead of you. Yeah, he was a year So how, how much did that factor in? And that, that factored in a lot, too. Um, you know, we weren't, me and Joe weren't as close as we were, you know, how we got in college, of course, because right. we were roommates, right. saw each other every day, and ended up getting super close. And uh, But in high school, yeah, we knew of each other. We saw each other. We'll say what's up. He played for my AAU team. He was on the older, older team, though. So that factored in a lot because I came here, and that was somebody I could trust on the team. And, I, you know, from the other schools, you know, it wasn't just somebody trying to recruit me. It was actually him giving me his honest opinion on Weber State. And he was telling me, whatever they're saying to you is what you're going to get. Like, it's real. So once I heard that from him, you know, I can honestly trust that, too. I think that's the scariest thing, too, for student athletes when they come here on their visit. You know, who did I see? I always ask them, where else have you gone? Not not because because we're not going to sell. We're not going to put other people down yeah. to vault ourselves up mm-hmm. here. Because we, we think we match up well. But we talk about that. The name on the door is really important. And when student athletes come here after making another decision, because we get some of the transfer, I always ask them. And a lot of times they didn't kick the tires. They yeah. didn't look under the hood. They just went onto the lot, bought the car based on the sign on the mm-hmm. door. We like our sign on the door, obviously. We're yeah. proud of it. Yes, sir. But there's a lot more to it than that. And the trust the trust factor of what you talked about, you know, I, I don't purport myself to be all that important in the process other than it gives you a sense. You met with me in this mm-hmm. office right here with, yes, your, you know, with your parents and and I'll ask people, how was it at that place? Did you get to meet the athletic director? Yeah. Not that I in of myself is, but we, we want you to know that we're all in yeah. on this deal when you come here. Yeah, and that's another thing too. At other schools, you know, you don't always. Uh, I remember, uh, I met the athletic director at a, one more other school, but the other schools, you know, I didn't do, meet. Mm. You know, do that, and yeah. that actually factors in because not as so for like the student athlete because I wasn't really you know, but your parents, you know, your parents really sure. wanted, and my mom was even talking about that was a big deal on her list too. Yeah. So you and Joel might be as about opposite personalities as you can get. Yeah, yeah. He comes in, he's so quiet. I remember when I first started with him, and he was a freshman, he wanted to do an interview, and he, he said, do I have to? You know, he just did not want to talk. Yeah. And you, you're kind of the opposite. But, but boy, the two of you did, as you said, became so close. Yeah. You really did. Uh, he was, Sean knows, uh, he's a, he was just over yesterday at our house, and 
he everybody thinks he's quiet and you know and shy and all that. He is probably the most annoying. He, I, <laughs> he you know, I love him, but I hate him. He's yeah. annoying. He yeah. yesterday he, you know, he just does very immature things, and uh, he's real fun to hang out with. Though, and yeah, he just once you get to know Joe, you will get to see. He him. doesn't act like an NBA player, does he? No, sometimes, he, he yeah. <laughs> Coach Ray has said that you have not changed from day one when you came here, and I think that's a compliment mm-hmm. in the fact that you're the same personality, and I think the same thing. You've always been, yes, sir, yes, sir, whoever you're with, yeah. from day one to, to now. And I think that's really a compliment. People grow. I'm sure you've grown and, and, and matured during, during college, but mm-hmm. your personality was great from day one to now. And that's yeah. a compliment, Thank for you. sure. Yeah. Thank you. And he really has been that way. Yeah. All the way through. We've had a lot of memories, uh, and we're going to get into some of those. Uh, we'll start with your freshman year. You come in as a freshman. Did you expect to start right as a freshman? Um. You know, I knew it would be a hard challenge, but, you know, me, I have, I'm very confident in myself and what I can do, and... And not down to anybody above me or anything, but I knew I could, you know, have the chance to start, mm-hmm. you know. And that was another another reason why I came here because I knew, you know, they'll trust me and give me the opportunity, to, the opportunity to start. You know, as long as I worked hard, you know, nothing's given to you here. That's one thing. So you got to work for it. But yeah, uh, in my head, you know, I was confident. And I, I expected to start. And so that was a pretty good team. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I just wanted to. He he had a, a word there that confident. The word confidence. How do you? So you and I have joked over the years about mm-hmm. I can tell when you're in yeah, you're in for a good yeah. game. Mm-hmm. I, I just I mean I always watch the little subtleties and when you hit a shot and turn around and kind of do your thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My son even now will turn and he's like he's in for a big night tonight just yeah. because of the mindset. But how do you separate confidence and cocky? Because there's a fine line there, mm-hmm. and one is one is a challenge and one is like what elite athletes are. Yeah. So for me, uh, I've never been the cocky type. I mean, like you said, confidence and. You know, being cocky is two different things. Being cocky is nobody likes a cocky person. You know, uh, a coach doesn't want to, you know, coach somebody who's just cocky, talking about themselves, all me, 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 you know. Uh, confident is different. I mean, you're just confident in yourself. And not just myself, I was confident in my team as well. My, You know, Rashad, I, I'm confident in everybody that, um, you know, I played with or that's here. Uh, confidence is something, you know, that you don't just have either because I didn't have confidence like that, you know, at my start my freshman year in high school because I, w- I don't feel like I was, you know, the player I am now. But working hard, I feel like that's what gives you confidence. Because So how does that translate to leadership and your style of leadership? Because you have a different style. You're not one to get in a huddle and kind of yeah. rah-rah the troops. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rashad's more yeah, like that. More that yeah. Yeah. But so how does that translate to leadership for you and how you led as a as a player on this team over four years? Mm-hmm. Uh I remember Coach Ray for my leadership, um, like you said, Rashad's more of that person to get in, and I wasn't like that. But for mine, was to give confidence to people. Since I mean, Coach Ray always said I had a lot of confidence. So when I saw you know a player down, say if somebody was missing shots or anything, I would you know go up to him and say you're okay. I mean, I, I give them an example of myself and say I miss shots all the time, but do you see me stop shooting? Well, like, not that much, but like <laughs> yeah, not that, that. I have some nights, <laughs> but you know I would try to you know you know for leadership I would try to give you know players out there confidence when I saw that they were down or you know it was a off night. So more in a one on one setting. More in a one on one setting, you know, bring them to the side or yeah. you know if if they needed to get you know yelled at uh, you know because they weren't playing hard enough and I felt that way you know I would step up. I feel like I could step up and do that. So. So your freshman year was a really good team. You came Great in with Davion Barry, mm-hmm. Kyle Tresnick, Brian Fulton, Jordan Richardson. Those are some of the seniors. Uh-huh. And you have success, immediate success. Go to the NCAA tournament, win the, win the big sky, have it at home. I mean, you probably thought, this is pretty good. I'm going to do this for four years, right? Yeah, um, yeah, we did. And we <laughs> and you almost shot, did. But yeah, Sean can tell you, we were very confident in that. Yeah. We felt, you know, we can get it every year. You know, there was no yeah. doubt in our minds. Even our sophomore year when it wasn't mm-hmm. going so great, we 
always felt like, you know, yeah. we were very confident in ourselves and the sure. team. What do you remember most from that freshman year? Um, I remember, you know, the memories in the locker room. We had a lot of memories. Uh, Shaw Smiley over here because he remembers. <laughs> but uh, it was just fun, you know. Uh, I felt like we were very close, you know. Uh, the seniors weren't into their own deals because they were seniors. They actually brought us in, the freshmen, knowing that they were just going to play for us one year, but they treated us like family. Uh, I remember all the times we, uh, you know, even when it was going bad, I remember we started off the season like 0-4 or whatever, and we just stayed together, and uh, we stayed. You know, Deb did a great job of leading that team. Trez, like you said, Byron, even, you know, um, Jordan Richardson, they did a great job. And uh, I just remember just having a lot of fun that year. And, um, yeah. So we talk a lot about culture in this program, don't we? Mm-hmm. And and how how do you translate that to success? I mean, you mentioned a few things in that comment right there about how we were as a group and staying together. But Coach Ray talks a lot about it. I talk a lot about mm-hmm. it in our department. What does culture, the culture of a program mean, and how does it translate to success? You see a lot of other programs yeah. that may not have the culture of success. You've seen it here your whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that, uh, like you said about recruiting, uh, Coach Ray, and then they do a great job of, you know, picking the play, right guys for Weber State because not everybody, you know, has what, you know, I mean, I'm not saying we're different from everybody, but we had everybody here that comes here, I feel like you got to have a, you got to be together. You can't be a me, me, me guy. You got to, you know, love to win. You got to be competitive. And they do a good job picking those players apart. There's and, a certain checklist. Yeah, on there's the box. Certain, and if you don't have it, they, you know, they, even if you are talented, they really probably won't. And a lot of schools say that, but they actually really mean that. And I can see that. They'll rather have, you know, somebody with our culture and they're about the right stuff than somebody, you know, that's very talented or whatever, but he's, you know, not about any of that. Because I think one thing, too, the chips are never really down in the program. Even mm-hmm. when we go through a streak at the end of this season where it's yeah, a tough little down. streak. But but you never know by going to practice. Yeah. You never oh, yeah. the, the chips are never down we're never down and out. Yeah. We're and all, we always got a shot. Even your sophomore year you're gonna get to that, yeah. you know, where you went through a little injury mm-hmm. and, and you come back in the championship and perform yeah. like crazy yeah. to to get us that yeah. close to get back in it. Yes sir. That speaks to Coach Ray and the culture that he's he's developed, there's no mm-hmm. question. Uh, we're talking with Jeremy Sanglin here on our Weber State Wildcat podcast. Paul Gruen, Jerry Bovey with you. Uh, you come in as a sophomore, again, after winning the title the year before. You lose those four seniors, and then you know, later in the year, you, you'd suffer an injury. Mm-hmm. What did you learn from that? How, how tough was that to miss? You missed seven games. Yeah, um, that injury was uh, – I learned a lot from that. That probably shaped me into who I am now because before that injury, you know, I thought I was – Superman. I never. I've never got hurt before that. Uh, I mean, I rolled my ankle and stuff, but yeah. never broke a bone before never that. Never missed a game, probably. Never missed yeah. a game, because uh, even when I rolled my ankle, I played through it. And so, you know, just having that injury that made me, you know, sit down and actually watch the game from the side. You know, and I've never done that before because I was always in the game and all that. So, you know, I got to see more of the game. I, I learned that you know nobody's you know Superman. You can you can get hurt at any time. So you got to take every game, uh, you know. For you know, yeah. you can't take it for granted. What did you learn about coaching? I, I've had and I've talked to Rashad about this. I talked to Damien about this. Mm-hmm. When you're on the sideline, seeing that different perspective, mm-hmm. what did you, you learn see, about coaching and that side of this? Yeah, you see a lot more uh, from coaching uh, because you you know you see the game from the side. That's, I mean, people say you have the best you know seat when you're in the game, but you actually have it you know looking out from the side because you see everything and not just what you know you're viewing yourself you know on the court. So. I mean, in my situation, though, I couldn't coach that good because I couldn't talk. But, uh, you know, I tried my hardest. And I learned another thing. I know Rashad probably felt this, too. When you're sitting on the side and you can't play, you 
you get queasy, you get like you know your heart racing because you can't do nothing about the yeah, situation. You know what it's like for yeah. the rest of us, right? Yeah. So I see how it is from a fan standpoint too. You know, yeah. you can't do nothing about it, so it makes you feel worse. You come back at the Big Sky Tournament in Missoula, one of my memorable games of you, and that's the only game of your career you didn't start in the game, mm-hmm. and you came back and you scored, I think, twenty five points. Yeah, yes, sir. And Almost beat Montana. It was unbelievable because you, st- you were still eating through a straw, if I remember. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. My mouth was still um, yeah. shut a little. I can open it a little bit, but yeah. I had rubber bands, you know, tying it down a little bit. Is that one of your best performances that you've had? I feel like, I mean, I, I feel like that performance was, you know, one of my, you know, just, you know, just emotional, you know, best because, yeah. you know, just sitting out for so long, I was ready to come back. I remember my first, I took a week off after I broke my jaw when the doctor gave me the okay, I could start working out. Those workouts were, you know, pain because I can only breathe through my nose, so I wasn't getting as much air. So finally, like that game, you know, when I got the okay that like, you can play, you know, I didn't even have to get to. You know, he said, if you want to play, you can play, but you, you know. So I was like, for sure, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, no matter yeah. if I'm coming off the bench, yeah, and that I'm was playing. a close one too. Yeah, I know the Montana minutes. folks were, uh, yes. they were puckered up that yes. night because yeah. we were in it. We were right there. No yeah. question. You come back as a junior with Joel as a senior. Uh, and you, that team was set up to to do great things, and it turned out you did. Yeah. You know, win the title again, win the tournament in Reno, and, and go to the NCAA tournament again. What stands out from that? Playing with Joel in that season. Uh, I mean, that was like, I feel like that se- season was more the closest to our freshman year because everybody, you know, not just because we were winning, but you know, everybody was together. We had a lot of fun on and off the court. Um, you know, everything. We, we just had a lot of fun, I remember, uh, my junior year. And um, that was our best record since I've been here, uh, too. I think we were like 20. 26 and 9. 26 and 9, yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, you know, we won a lot of games that year. We, we had a little ups and, I mean, some downs, of course. Yeah. But, you know, I just remember that year being very fun. So we go into the tournament, we play Xavier. What what did you what was your experience on that stage? I mean, you had you you were able to do this twice, mm-hmm. almost three times. Well, almost all the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, this year was what it was, and we'll talk about that. But what was that like? What did you learn about the the parity in big time Division One college basketball? Yeah, I mean, I learned a lot because you know before a game, we got to watch uh, Wisconsin and uh, I forgot the other team, but you know just seeing you know. The atmosphere was great, you know, the big stage, the media, everything was crazy. Um, coming up to the, you know, the tournament as well, and, you know, the game was great. Um, you know, I don't feel like I performed nowhere near as where I should have, but, I mean, I had a lot of fun um, during that, you know, situation. And we were in that game. I mean, it yeah, was we a 10-point right stretch game. pretty much the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Nobody looked, you know, nervous. Sometimes you get in those games and guys will just yeah. it's totally up, upside down and, mm-hmm. and play scared. We didn't – we yeah. definitely didn't yeah, do so that. Everybody – I feel like everybody played good. You come into this year as a senior. You got you and, and Rashad and Kendall Hill, the three seniors. Uh, Joel was gone. You knew this was going to be kind of your year. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you start thinking about, or did you even know about some of these records that you could possibly break or things like that? Um, yeah, I, I remember we had a talk yeah. about it. Um, you know, the, that summer before. So, I mean, that's when I started seeing it. I was, oh, I can actually do this. And uh, it's probably my fault because we were at an academic banquet. Yeah. And I, we were just talking about things, and it came up, and I said, "You got a pretty good shot to be the all-time leader." And yeah. you didn't, you didn't know yeah, that. I didn't know that until then. And I said, "You just got to average a little bit more than you did this year, which we thought you would." Yeah. Well, so, so I did. started to. So we retired uh, Bruce Collins' jersey yeah. this year. He brought it up to me. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you better believe, that for thirty-seven years, Bruce has been watching that. Oh yeah. He I thought maybe he would break it, which he, he would have. Oh, he, 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 he would have broken it. But he also far. knew. He also. Yeah. He was. Because he's the one that told me. I think Jeremy's going to break my record. <laughs> and 
so so for the next thirty seven years, you you'll go. be watching. Uh, yeah. I'll be I'll be looking. I'll yeah. be watching. Well, it was an unbelievable year, and you know the three point record as well. You've made more three pointers this season than any player in the country. Did you know that? One hundred thirty two threes. Oh yeah, actually more than anybody. That. Yeah, yeah that's, that's that's impressive. Really is Big Sky record. Of course, the Weber State record. You hold the the top two Weber State single season records. Um. Yeah, it, it just speaks for, for what you've done, that career record, second in Big Sky history and scoring and, and the Big Sky leader in that. Um, we want to talk a little bit about uh, some Coach Ray things, but I want to get to some rapid-fire questions. I'm just going to ask you a couple things, and you need a quick answer, okay? okay. Your most answer. memorable game you've had at Weber State? Montana. Oh, North Dakota. <laughs> Big Sky tournament one? Yeah, which, that, yeah the Big junior Sky year? tournament, North Dakota, and then Montana and Montana just beating them there. This year, Montana. Yeah, this year. Yeah, 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 this year, Montana. Yes. That was fun. Yeah, that was real fun. <laughs> I bet that was a lot of fun. The tournament in Mon- in against North Dakota in, in 2016, Yeah, we were down pretty much out of that game. Kind of mm-hmm. had no business winning that game. Yeah. And uh, came back. I, and, yeah, I yeah. felt like I could throw it up yeah. high in the air and it was going on that time. <laughs> it's pretty neat. That was a crazy week <laughs> altogether. Yeah. Every game was just Every game was close. gut-wrenching. Yeah. Coolest arena you played in? Yeah, Rashad UCLA, might be helping. He helped me a little bit. UCLA, oh, I was UCLA, say, yeah. Oklahoma, Oklahoma. We tried no, to forget that. Game, yeah, though. that's yeah. why I was like, ah, I don't want to mention that. <laughs> UCLA, probably. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was, that was the really new Pavilion yes. after all this. Yeah, the worst they've done there. Yeah, the most memorable trip you went on, or the place you visited, in connection with Weber State basketball. In connection of Weber State. Oh. um Virgin Islands, there we go. by far. Yeah. My yeah. favorite memory yeah. is swimming in Turtles Cove <laughs> at the Virgin Islands, and this guy was so afraid of anything I, I that was out there. I wasn't touching anything. I don't swim very well. He sees all these things floating around. I thought around. I could what swim is that? good until I got an ocean. Ocean's a different different type of swimming. <laughs> he was nervous. Yeah. I, I always forget that. I always remember that. That was that was classic. The funniest teammate you've ever had that we were shaped? Byron Fulton. Byron Fulton. I thought you might say that. He's just funny. My so what was it? What was it? What was it? He, every joke he just said was, even if it wasn't really a good joke, it just was funny the way he said it. You know, he was just, <laughs> and then the way his, you know, I'm not trying to get on him, but we used to get, get on him. His on body, him. you know, he's just. <laughs> and just the way he walked. Yeah, you know, just everything just, about him was funny. He'd have know, a whole hum little approach, and then he'd get in the game, he and he'd pull that ball away. Yeah. yeah. He went in, though, so. He did. He, he could put it in the hole. Yeah. Best player he played against. Um, at Weber at State, Weber State. But my who, team? who you faced? Who you faced? Somebody you played against? Oh, opponent. Um, or a couple players that stand out. Uh, Damian Lillard when he came. To <laughs> yeah, that counts. Gems. Absolutely, that counts. Yeah. Um, ooh, that's that's a tough. You one might have to think. So, about yeah, that. I'm, I, okay. off the top of the head, I can't. You know, say maybe that. you're right though because Damian, you played him every summer. That's yeah, as Damian good as it gets. So right when we were at Oklahoma. Didn't they have... Uh, but he healed. But he was healed there. was there. Yeah, yeah but, didn't but really I didn't match up against him. He didn't play that much because of what the score yeah, was. Which I forget yeah. that game. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. 39 over. I had forgotten. Yeah, and then yeah. so he... You know who actually did good? But I didn't guard... Well, I had guarded him a couple times. Um, Kyle Anderson. He was good. UCLA. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was, he was good. very good. Yeah. That game, he did good. Um, one shot or moment you wish you might you could have back? One shot or moment? You know, I, I, people. Before I answer that, people always ask me. You know, that if they ask me that question, I always say, I wouldn't. You know, take any. I don't cause, because if you live your life with regrets, right. you know that's right. that. So I, I don't like answering that. But if I if I, I got to answer that now, so um, <laughs> um, one shot. See, I forget about all that stuff. Um, that's a good thing. Yeah, it is in the past. Maybe some. Yeah, 
However, that said, we can always learn from the past. So mm-hmm. we're going to let you off the hook, uh, and you can pick something that you're like, ah, if I had that to do all yeah, yeah. And maybe it was just, I wish I had another shot at it. I'd have made the same shot. Not mm-hmm. that you'd have changed any approach. Um, I feel like, you know, Xavier in that tournament, that, I mean, that, not tournament, that game, uh, I would have went out with, you know, just a more confident mindset, even though I say I'm always confident, but just even more in, yeah. you know, more of that, you know, just – don't care mentality. Uh, I would I would take that back. So I, I got to interject here. That I had a discussion with Coach Ray after we went down to um, Pepperdine this year. Mm-hmm. We came down to the last second, and Coach Ray is like, you know, on the way out, I, I said to Jeremy, do you think maybe going to the bucket would have been, you know, uh, something because yeah. we were down two and you guys had a discussion. Then we go to Montana a couple weeks later. Yeah. Same scenario. You yeah, step sure. back, hit the three. And uh, you're running off the court, and you said, Coach, I just, I just am really more comfortable with that step back three. Yeah. He's like, good, good I'm good. So he <laughs> he came back, we got it all worked out. We're, we're just going to let him do what he's yeah. comfortable with. <laughs> so. and, and there's I, – I, I just uh, – memory came. Montana at um, home this year. Yeah. Didn't I, get a shot off. Yeah, man. I would have pulled that from three. I yeah. tried to get to the basket, and I ran into Zach and kind of and then got tangled yeah, up. And you, and you know what? There's something to be said with going what – is your go-to yeah. deal? You just gotta live. You live or die by you it. You do. Yeah. Most and we live with it a yeah. lot because he's yeah. made more than anybody. Yeah. Exactly. Do you think more about the wins? Do you remember the wins more, or do you kind of dwell on the losses and what might have been or could have been? Uh, I'm more on the wins. You yeah. Know, I'm more on the positive side. I don't. Like I said, I, I try not to regret anything, and I try not to just look about. Because I mean, we had a, more wins and losses, so why would I, you know, worry about yeah something exactly. we had less of? So I mean, I look. Uh, all this may be a more. silly question to ask, but the best pure shooter, the last three three point shooter leaders, Weber State: Damian Lillard, Scott Bamford, Jeremy Sanglin. Best pure shooter. Oh, I'm gonna say myself. I figured you would. I'm gonna say yeah. myself. <laughs> I you would. Yeah. And you know what I'll say? So. So a lot of our fans don't realize, but we I would get in the gym, and I mean, Rashad knows this, because we, we yeah. do a little, I've never beaten Jeremy, but I have beaten Bamforth and Lillard. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and I, oh, and I want to say this for them, too. <laughs> I feel like we're all, you know, different. So Scott yes. is the spot up and off the screen, he has that down. Dame, of course, the range, because he's shooting from the half court. Range and, um, you know, all that down. I feel like my step, well, you know, Dame, he's right there, too. But step back and off the dribble is better than yeah, – I'm, I'm just confident. You guys are confident, like absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I asked Coach Ray that just the other day, and he, he didn't want to answer because he can't go wrong, I guess, yeah, with any of the three right. of you. Yeah, well, I got my litmus test. I can't beat him. Yeah. Yeah, I beat those other two guys in a game – now, uh, let's clarify that. In a game of horse, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then one-on-one. There you go. No. <laughs> so, uh, tell me – tell, tell us about Randy Ray, the things you've learned from him and maybe a story or two that, uh, that we may not know. Uh, if I told you everything I learned from him, I'll be on here for about two hours. Yeah, but some okay. things I learned from Coach Ray was, you know, uh, he's probably one of the realest people I've ever met. Uh, he's real. He, he'll, if it's bad or good, he'll tell you straight up, no matter who you are, no matter what it is. So I've learned that in a way, you know, with myself, you know, seeing him doing that, you know, I feel like I'm, like you said, I'm not different around anybody. I'm going to be real with you no matter what. So I learned that from him, um, you know. The culture he put behind this, you know, being on time, five minutes early, ten minutes early to stuff, I learned that. Um, being respectful, you know, um, just not worrying about yourself. You know, I, I feel like coming into this, I was more, you know, and throughout high school and everything, I was more into not myself, but I thought about myself way more. But with Coach Ray, I'm, I really learned how to put the team first. And that if you do do that, you know, uh, goals and accomplishments for yourself come along with that. So 
that's one that's probably the main thing I learned from him, you know, putting people before yourself, other people before you, especially your teammates. And then memories, um, some funny ones, uh just when you know he would always every time we won, he comes in and does his little ah, I'll, I'll never forget that. You know, he gets low or he breaking yeah, his hand. Yeah, but I remember one time he hit his hand on the board, he got mad, he was like, Ah, you know or he kicked the ball uh, and it bounced back and hit him in the hand. <laughs> He does some, but you gotta, but you can't laugh in that moment because no, no. you know that's just the worst thing you can do. But he has some funny moments. He's real funny. And he uh, called me after he broke his hand. He goes, I, I think, I think I broke my hand. <laughs> so what did you? Well, I, I, for effect, I tried to punch this. The and those are harder than. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and then turns uh, out he really broke his hand really bad. The, um, in Idaho, what was it uh, sophomore year? He comes in. He was mad. He kicked the white. He like drop kicked the whiteboard. And those are like the. Bad at that time, they're like you don't laugh at it. It's like serious, but you think back at it, and those are little funny yeah. moments. You know, well, I got one yeah. that I said in front of them, and they all looked down like. So when we first got the team room built up, uh-huh. the uh, whiteboard <coughs> in there was a little bit high, <laughs> yeah. and so he, so, <laughs> so the coaches can say, "Hey, we got to fix the whiteboard because Coach Ray can't reach the top of that." So I walked in, teams there, we're in a pregame, and I said, "Hey, Coach, we've ordered you a step stool." <laughs> Oh, and gosh. everyone looked down, and he looked at me like you kid me. And, yeah. and then they laughed, and we, he laughed about it because we're, we're at that place. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's fun to kind of tease you yeah, a little yeah. bit, in a subtle little way. But yeah. uh, craziest fans you played against, or craziest environment? Uh, probably either Utah State or BYU. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Those they're pretty wow. crazy. Absolutely. Those yeah. guys on the end line at Utah State, they yeah, they yeah, have yeah. a way about. They do. I remember our soft my sophomore year when we played them. We blew that lead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were crazy that year, for sure. You've played with some so many teammates, some great ones. The the two seniors that were with you here these four years. We got Rashad Gittins here. We're going to talk to him in a minute, but and Kendall Hill. What mm-hmm. about those two? Uh, you know, those two. I grew. You know, we grew together. Basically, we came in as you know. I mean, we're still young, of course, but <laughs> we came in as Rashad. Well, me and Rashad, seventeen. He was seventeen yeah. for sure. Just turned seventeen though. And Kendall, you know, um, we and we just grew up together. We went all the bad experience we had together, all the good, that, and that's how you, what makes you close, closer. Because, you know, my freshman year, I mean, I'm still close to all those seniors there, but you know, they didn't experience that bad year we had um, my sophomore year. You know, so um, just when you go through a lot with people, you know, you learn a lot about them. You know, see how they react to stuff and everything. You get a lot closer. So, I mean, they they grew into brothers. This year you came close to, uh, at least it appeared you came close to Dusty Baker. You and Dusty yeah, used to Dusty, stay after and shoot all yeah, the time in practice. Dusty's, yeah, Zach, I, I mean, I feel like I'm close to all my teammates. Yeah. You know, I, I don't try to, like, you know, divide myself or be with the group. You know, I try to get in, you know, interact with all of them. And even when I'm gone, I'm still going to, you know, text them no matter, you know, what, see how they're doing. I'm, I'm going to, you know, check in on them, make sure. Because I, I hope for everybody the best, you know. I'm not just worried about myself or anything. So, like, yeah, we, me and Dusty got close. Zach, um, McKay. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, yeah, with Cody, yeah. yeah, everybody on the team. So I, I want to ask a question here. You, you interact with some of the guys in the conference that you're close to, that you, you know, you've been mm-hmm. here a long time with. What is it that makes Weber State or made Weber State the right place for you? Why, why is a guy like Damian Lillard so dang loyal and stays so close to the program? And, and what will you take out of your experience? What was it about this place that was different? Because you see mm-hmm. other guys, yeah. and not all of them talk with affinity about where they're at. Yeah. So I, I'm, yeah. So to get on other guys, I, when I went to Adidas Nations, I saw you know players from you know high majors to wherever you know. So 
And I talked to them about that, and they, you know, mentioned it and stuff. But for, I feel like for Weber State, it's just because, like I said, everybody here is just so real. Like the love is real. Like you know, it's not just you know fake love. Like if you if I see you here and we're talking like this, we'll talk like this anywhere. So I feel like at other schools and stuff, though, you know, they. I'm not saying they're fake or anything, but they. It's not. I don't feel like it's as real. The connection's not as real. You know, everything's just not as real. And Weber State, everybody here is real, from the athletic director, from the coaches media people everybody so I mean that's why Dame is here every yeah. summer because you kind of feel like you have you kind of feel like you have to be here like even when I'm I'm going to be gone but next year I'm just going to feel like I got to make a trip you know for at least a week or something to you know if I'm going to work out just to see everybody yeah, it's like you have to be here it's like a home like a family yeah, for, sure. Home. yeah, yeah. for sure that's another thing uh, that's neat about it so now you know your career's over so mm-hmm. we, we talked about all these great things but now the future comes to you you have a bright future ahead yeah. Tell us what your plans, your goals, and what you what you're thinking here uh, coming up in in the future. Um, my goals, of course, are like I said, it, my freshman year is to make the NBA, and uh, if that doesn't work out, though, you always got to have Plan B, and I have Plan B for sure, and uh, that's overseas and everything with you know NBA overseas is looking great right now. Um, I haven't decided you know what agency I'm going to sign with, and that's going to take a while to you know probably a week or two to decide that. But um, you know I got Portsmouth coming up April 12th. And then I'm looking to do really good there. Uh, the combine's coming up. I haven't, you know, heard too much about that yet, but um, they're looking into that. Um, and just working out, you know, training every day and getting better, and then trying to graduate, you know, school first too. You know, my mom's not gonna let me walk <laughs> away. I'm not gonna let you. Yeah. And, um, so, let you. Uh-uh. yeah. so I have to do that. So, um, but yeah. So everything's looking good. Like you said, it's bright right now. Uh, I'm thinking positive, staying positive with everything. Good. And you'll have the NBA summer camp, summer league, yeah. all those things will hopefully league, be on your radar workouts, this summer. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, as you as you develop your your future, your kind of your brand, I get you know the world's changed so much with social media and things like that. Mm-hmm. You kind of have your own presence. How do you do that? How do you develop your brand? How do you get your name out there? Um, so with me, I'm I'm not a big social media guy. I've never been. So I got to start doing better with that once that time comes. We're here in a while, so you know, getting better with that stuff, but. Uh, I mean, you just got to, you know, like you said, develop your brand. You got to pick the, first of all, pick the right agency who you can trust and who's, you know, you know, into you and not just, you know, just because they're the you know biggest agency or something. You know, you got to find somebody that's really into you and really is going to work for you no matter. That's one thing Dame, um, Damien told me, he, um, positive things he told me, uh, you know, he said, he told me that before, you know, he's with Goodwin Sports, you know, that was the agency he chose, but he had bigger one. They were bigger names and everything. But the reason why he chose them was because you know that person or agent in a way was you know into him. He saw that you know they visualized the same thing and you know they connected. He wasn't just telling him no sweet story like the other people were. Uh, he was just being real with him. And so to build your brand, you just gotta you know find the right agent, right guys to you know work around you. That sounds like a little like a broken record. We sure talked about this place good. being real, and it just yeah. continues it's on. True. Just like you surround that. yourself with people. It's like recruiting. That's why I chose Weaver State because yeah. they're real, and the reason the agency I'm going to choose is because they're real. Fit the same thing, mm-hmm. and that's the, you know that's giving you the foundation. That's what college really does is give you that foundation for your life, and you mm-hmm. you gain experiences and and on, on the athletic side as well. Let's yeah. ask a couple I'm gonna, questions. I'm going to get him on with me, and we'll okay. we'll jump on. Yeah. But I want these two on together. Awesome. <laughs> Okay, join us now, Rashad Gittins, another senior for the Wildcats. You've been listening to all this. You've listened to Jeremy talk for uh, 35 minutes here. Okay. you have any questions for him we haven't asked him? Um, <laughs> no, nah, not really. You guys have pretty much hit everything on the head. I mean, he's talked about his greatest moments here and some of the greatest performances he's uh, he's done and he's been a part of. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. 
I don't think I've ever seen somebody score the ball the way he does. Yeah. Like it's kind of some like it kind of like surprises me yeah. sometimes. Like, cause I I mean I know what he's capable of. I've worked out with him multiple times. I've seen him how hard he works and everything. So I know what he's capable of. But I don't know. It's just sometimes in games like I'll just see him and I'm just like. I just yeah. don't know what to say. It's kind of just like speechless. Well, and you know him so well that even before games, sometimes he'll come over and say he's going to have a big night. You can just tell that his attitude and shoot around in practice. Before, before every game, Rashad comes up to me and says, you know what to do. Uh, this is when he's hurt, though, when he was hurt. Right. You know, when he's playing, he's not, you know, he's, he's getting focused, yeah. ready to do his thing, too. So, but, you know, he was always in my ear positive. When I was missing, to keep shooting, Jeremy, like, he was the first one to say that. Uh, before, you know, we started a routine thing. Um, before the game, I'll start shooting, and he'll do a closeout on me. But this when he could walk. He'll do a closeout on me and stuff and all of that. So yeah. he was great with that. So, Rashad, I'll ask you the same question. As you were out this year a little bit on the side, what did you learn about the game that maybe you didn't see as a player? Um, I would say that for me, it's um, yeah, it just gave me a chance to just help the guys out a lot. Um, it gave me a chance to, to see the game from a different aspect because as a player, like when coaches yell at you and stuff, you obviously you think they're wrong because you don't see it. You don't see. You think you're in the right position. You think you're in the right place at all times. But for me, for just sitting there, I got to see like a lot, a lot of different things, like how people play, like what player comes, like what player plays good coming off the screens, like what player does this, what player does that. So for me, it was it was it was kind of cool for me to sit there. I mean, it sucked because I didn't get to play, but it was cool because I got to watch the guys play and, and just learn a lot more about their games and stuff like that. So, What about Rashad mm -hmm. in his game? and, and I mean, he's as good a dunker as we've had here, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Rashad, I told him this too. Uh, when I went to, you know, Adidas Nations and saw the top, you know, college athletes, Rashad is probably, since that I've seen too, and I've seen a lot of, you know, people, he's probably top two, top three most athletic, athletic people I've absolutely. seen or played with. And, and the thing about Rashad too, though, is a lot of people are just, you know, athletic and they can – literally just jump or you know they're just real fast but uh coming in Rashad couldn't shoot at like all but that that's the thing he worked real hard and if he was open from the three-point line especially uh junior year he shot the best percentage uh our sophomore year so but if he was open it was going in so he that just shows you you know how much work and time yeah. he put into that so what's your favorite dunk most memorable dunk I know, I, I know what it is too I, it was just this beginning yeah. Of this year. <laughs> yeah that would probably be my most memorable one um, I I don't even I don't know I didn't think he was gonna jump with me to be honest. Um, and I remember the play before that. Um, Jeremy had oh, threw yeah. me the ball in the corner and they called it travel. And he was like, "Just shoot it, just shoot it." And I was like, "I was gonna drop the basket." He was like, "All right, well next time you get it, go to the basket." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "All right." So when Ryan passed it to me, I just went to the basket and I just I just jumped and I didn't think the guy was gonna jump with me. But I mean, for me at that moment, I was just like. Somebody's getting dunked on. I mean, yeah. Either yeah. I'm gonna dunk the ball, or you're gonna foul me. That's kind of like the mindset I, I kind of have sometimes when I when I dunk. And, I, and I always told him too, because um, he likes to jump off one a lot. I always tell him jump off two, because when he jumps off two, I've seen him do windmills. You know, between like he when he jumps off two, it's. I mean, I think for me, I see him. I like I like his dunks off two better. So he finally jumped off two, and that's what happened. Made Sports Center top ten that night. Yeah. Yeah. So another question for both of you, really. What when people ask you, and they're going to ask, what's <coughs> the magic sauce about the way we do our business on the court as far as the X's and O's? What's the magic sauce of why? I mean, our offense, our style. What? How would you uh, speak to that? Uh, you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. 
uh, the magic sauce for us, and I'm, and he's probably thinking the same thing is, uh, you know, we execute and we we run our stuff harder than anybody. I feel like and, you know, a lot of plays have these like trick. I mean, uh, teams have these trick plays and. They can get you with all that, and you know ours is. I mean, that's why some teams scout us and you know know our stuff. But it, no, it doesn't matter if you know it because we run it hard, and when we run it hard, you no, know, we feel like nobody can stop it. So that's our thing. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, Coach Ray always tells us. Uh, I guarantee there's nobody in the country who runs their plays as hard as we do. And I mean, sometimes it's kind of hard to believe, but we like we started to firmly believe that nobody nobody practices as hard as we do, and nobody executes as hard as we do. That's why. We take so much pride in what we do in practice and running our plays, like because I know in practice all the time, like we hate, like we hate dummy. dummy offense. I hate it. It's like the worst thing ever. But I know if we don't do it, like there's that chance that we won't be as sharp our next game, like going through plays and stuff. So, well, it's been great. It's been great to sit to, and down with with both of you, two of our our favorites for sure. You know, Jerry, we we have these guys come in for four years and. And you think, boy, it just goes so fast. At least it goes fast. Has it gone fast for you? Looking back at it, it's, yeah. been, it's gone by fast. But you, if you would ask me that last year, year before now, it's time going It seems slow. like you've been here forever. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah it, goes, exactly. it, it goes by a lot faster than you think it does. I mean, I can still remember everything from our freshman year up until this point. Every game we've played in, people we've played against, everything. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it just... I just, I don't know, yeah. you just got to cherish every moment you have playing college basketball because you never know when it will be your last game. So. Well, we hope you have. We, we sure appreciate you both joining us, and, and uh, best of luck to both of you. Drashad, you're, uh, looking, you just had some surgery, but uh, hopefully looking to, to find a place to play here soon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I'll probably make my decision within, I don't know, a month and a half, two months or so. Um, don't know where I'm going to go yet. I mean, I've, there's been talk about me going back home to Arizona or going to California and stuff, so... But, I, I mean, I will let everybody know when the time comes where I'll, where I'll be in Tennessee. You may play somewhere else, but we're always going to claim you as a Wildcat. Oh, definitely. Right? Once a Wildcat, okay, always a Wildcat. Okay, good. And Jeremy, best of luck to you, too. Uh, yeah, some exciting things coming up. Uh, you really are one of our favorites. Uh, I don't know how it started, but you've always come over and give me that little fist bump to yeah, start the game. Yeah, I, I remember that. And uh, I, that started, like, my junior year. It probably did. Okay. I don't know how it started, but I always look forward to it. Yes, sir. And it, it's been a, a, been a neat thing. And yes, so I appreciate that. And Jerry, uh, really, two of two of our favorites. No question. Yeah, and I I tell them this on their senior night, and and at some point it sinks in. But you know, always a wildcat. Uh, you'll find as the years go on, your affinity for the experience just grows, and we're always in it for you. We'll be talking about you for years to come. Mm-hmm. We're always promoting. It's a family. You'll get to come back on reunion weekends because we're still going to do that. In fact, we're. We're going to do that do this year. Do some alumni games, get uh, you back. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, sure. Damien's going to come back. We're going to do that. We're trying to do it every couple of years. And, and you know, I whispered some things in your ear about the significance of what you've done here after that last game in Corpus Christi. And, yes, and you'll be back one day to uh, do some fun things on this campus oh, uh, that we'll talk about at another time. But I think all our fans know you you will be back and that, that jersey will be hanging from the Raptors one day. Yes, you got to get you graduated. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to get that done, both of you. So... We, we love you. You're always going to be Wildcats, and you, you know there's always going to be people here that are going to be in your corner whenever yes, things sir. get tough. Yes, well, it's, it's just not a four-year deal for us. Mm-hmm. You know, for both of you, just as we wrap up, uh, you know, talk about the fans or, or you know, maybe share a message with the fans and the support that they've given you for the last four years. Uh, man, it's – I mean, you really can't even put it into words. It's kind of hard to put it into words. I mean – I see a lot of schools on television that have their student sections, and I mean, some some students just go to the game just because 
they just want to look cool and stuff like that. But I firmly believe that our fans here come to our games to because they love basketball. Like, they love watching us play. And, I mean, there's some times where if I honestly believe if they didn't come to some of the games, some of the, some of the big games that we might have been in, it probably would have been a lot closer. We might have lost those games. But I feel like because of them being there, it's like we have something extra to play for. Like, when – like they want to see us succeed so bad, so it's like we want to give back to them and win games. So, you know, there may be some fans that have not been to some of the big sky arenas, but there's some rough ones out there, and we're oh. so spoiled in the defense yeah, area. Yeah. And in a big game, it gets rocking. Yeah, uh, same thing with Sean. I mean, we love the fans. Um, they supported us since you know I've seen people in the same seats. You know, f- my freshman year and my senior, like yeah, every year they're in the same seats every day, uh, every game. I mean, and. Uh, you know, a bit. Another thing too is, um, you know, no matter if we, you know, we we lost a couple at home. You know, we don't lose that much there, but uh, we lost some games there. No matter what, you know, win or lose, they're always there at the end when you're walking out. You know, asking for an autograph. You know, ask for pictures. You know, they that shows that they don't just, you know, they're mad at you for losing. You know, that shows that they really care and they really they were there to see you. You know, so yeah. uh, or when we're walking around, um, not so much. I mean, I'm, of course, I get a little bit more. Uh, tension this year, but you know they see you around and uh, asking for a picture, and we we love to do that, you know. So uh, just want to thank them for everything, you know, the support they've given us, you know, and just having their back all the time. Well, thanks again. We're definitely we're spoiled at the D Event Center and the fans that we have the support from the administration and, and the, and the D Event Center is the best arena in the. Uh, Big Sky by, by far. By far. Oh, by far. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, even yeah. even some of these big schools we've gone to. It, oh, yeah. It's and even and better than that. Yeah, I've seen some yeah, big schools or whatever you want to call them. Big conference schools and not big conferences right. or whatever. And and our fan base is actually better than some other big like big conference schools too. Yeah. I've seen one of the best attendance really in the West. No question. Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay. Thanks again, guys. Best of luck to you. We look forward to seeing you in the future at, at alumni games and. And uh, reunion weekends, all those things down the line, and we'll always be keeping keeping track of your of your future and and so forth. And uh, uh, again, thanks for joining us, and best of luck to you. Right, so, thank you. All right, that's Appreciate Rashad Gittins and Jerry Sanglin spending some time with us. And Jerry, thank you for joining us as well. We'll be back with another podcast, and be sure to follow us at WeBeShadeSports.com and follow us on social media. And go Wildcats!